Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to tonight's Inverted Castle Match, featuring me, Eric Fox, the Stun Cold Stoner, and with me is my brother in podcasting, Tom, the Beef Baron Blight. Do I rule over beef? Do I sell it? I am confused by my character. <laughs> Don't worry about it, because tonight we're going to tag team tussle against Guacamelee Super Turbo Championship Edition. I don't know, I think it's a good game. <laughs> yep, podcast over. Podcast done. done. I mean, oh man, that was easy. Ah, uh, yep, that was an easy one. Alright. Done and dusted. <laughs> Although I realize now I named you after a strip club in my town, so... <laughs> that's the, where the name comes from. The Beef Baron? That's yeah. a strip club? Yeah, dog. Oh man. <laughs> Never been. Full disclosure. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway. well, that's off to a good start. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I liked this game. Like, it was pretty good. Um, I guess, uh, I don't know, jumping right into... Like, yeah, uh, like, what... Like, so, like, we're playing it, like, years after release and, uh, like, a couple of revisions. Uh, like, this came back out back in 2013, right? Yeah. The revisions aren't that uh, long after... Uh, the original, uh, like the it was got revised uh, to Super Turbo Championship Edition in 2014. Oh, okay, so it was just like a year later, huh? Yeah, and yeah, I mean, I was doing the research just before we were recording. There are a couple people who are salty that it wasn't a straight upgrade of the uh, previous edition, the Gold Edition, um, but apparently it changed. A couple of things. Um, so, according to the developer, they just rebalanced every area. Um, they also added the canal and uh, Pico de Gallo. Oh, okay. Those those areas just didn't exist? Yeah. Uh, as well as uh, Trio des Muertes. Uh, which oh. makes sense, because he's the guy who you only see in canal and Pico de Gallo. Yeah, he's that area's... He, like, he's introduced in the first area, and then is the boss of the other. Yeah, the thing that surprised me the most is um, the Intenso Super Mode doesn't exist in the original, apparently. I mean, it trivializes a lot, and we'll probably get into that when we talk about the combat itself, but... That's fair. Um, the Chicken Bombs... Completely optional. Yeah, and... Uh, the dimension swapping being something you can do. Oh, that's interesting. Which, yeah, which is interesting because I feel like that was a large part of the late game at some point. Like, it was basically every other platforming challenge involved hopping between whether platforms existed in this one or the other one and timing it with your other abilities. Uh, or, I mean, they said independent dimension swapping. I wonder if that actually means for different people in multiplayer, because I don't know how that would work in multiplayer, and I have not looked it up. Actually, oh. speaking of which, we hilariously did not coordinate, realized it was a multiplayer game, we're like, great, we should do try this multiplayer. Turns out we did not buy it on the same console. <laughs> no, uh, I didn't even realize multiplayer was an option. Just like, oh, it's on sale on the Switch. Hell yeah, give it to me, dog. And then you're like, hey, we should play this. I got the Steam... Oh. Yeah. Whoop. Whoops. Oh, but well. I mean, we also could have just bought a second. Like, eh. 
Yeah. Like, honestly, I'm not sure how good the multiplayer would work. Like, like obviously, like, the brawling segments would be fine, but I don't know. Yeah, it does... I do kind of wonder about the um, plat- some of the more intense platforming segments of how that would work. Yeah, because I don't know about you, but I've played, like, Mario Brothers Wii and, like, Rayman, and, you know, there's some fun to be had messing with other people, but if you're <laughs> actually trying to complete the game in, uh, in a reasonable amount of time, uh, your efforts are better spent elsewhere. I guess. I Like, maybe they could do something like the way Kirby just, like, slingshots the other person to you to the player the first player when they go further i don't know and apparently you can have up to like four players too yeah i don't know um i mean it seems like it would be fairly fun Uh, like i don't know it makes me think of brawlers like um river city ransom or that teenage mutant turtles in time game yes uh this game to sort of get into like its main gameplay is uh Outside of your, like, normal, very, you know, traditional, almost, Metroidvania exploration, like, uh, combat is a brawler. You have your three-hit combo into specials, into, like, a, a grapple. It's all very, it's kind of freeform, um, but it's also, it's very floaty as well. Yeah, it it's, like, a fairly simple um, fighter uh, a little more combo-based than I feel brawlers typically are. It is, but it has this. I still think it has the same general amount of depth in terms of like how like uh, precise you need to be in order to like actually like get the most out of out of your uh, your fighting moves. Yeah, but you can do some interesting things. Like uh, there, there's like an actual like uh, area in the game where you can practice your combos in like a almost like a training mode in a fighting game where they'll give you like, okay, do this like sequence of moves, like three hit combo into uppercut into your uh, jump cancel. Like it's not really a cancel, but like uh, jump, continue the combo. And it's uh, things that can work in the main game, but honestly, at least on normal mode, wasn't strictly necessary. Yeah. I mean, I did use them from time to time. uh, And that was actually one of my, so, like sort of, sort of one of my complaints of uh at least in this edition the later game enemies mostly seemed to discourage you from being able to do any longer combos yes um as the game got more difficult i found that the fighting like the combat system got a lot less fun like i was doing the uh, trials in the inferno area um which would often like just lock out certain abilities, so you you gotta do it in a specific way, uh, under a time limit, and it just became more frustrating than anything. Yeah, uh, I mean, I was more annoyed by the guys who teleport. Um, oh man, being locked out of abilities during those trials. I mean, there were some abilities that I really missed in those trials. It turns out I really like uh, all of the uh, stamina using moves. Um, and not being able to use them is just kind of meh. Yeah, uh, it just using those like once you have enough stamina upgrades, they all use like one like little chunk, and you can get more chunks as you explore. But uh, yeah, you have four different ones like a an uppercut, a headbutt, uh, body slam, and just like a I don't know like an arm thrust. It's it's a lateral move, and these double as movement options as well as combat abilities. 
But they're all they're all just like the best things you can be doing at any given time, unless you're out of stamina. Yeah, um, they're also I guess your what amounts to all of your traversal mechanics. Um, and I guess if I had to criticize this game, I would say on and this is maybe because it's a brawler. Um, the like traversal mechanics side of things was uh, like kind of weak. Yeah. Like, it has some neat things. Like, I actually enjoy the, like, just wall run into, like, uh, like fly across the air move that you only get the very end of the game. Yeah. It was fine, but, like, that's kind of my main takeaway of this game is outside of its style, which it definitely has a style it's going for. <laughs> most of the game is at the, it's inoffensive. It's fine. I had a fun enough time, but nothing really stuck with me. Outside of how, like, some of the clever ways that they uh, translated some classic Metroidvania tropes into this world that everything revolves around luchadors. Yeah. It, it's it's like Pokemon, where uh, for some <laughs> reason the entire world is just, like, completely just obsessed with this one facet of its world. Uh, in this oh. case... Everyone's wrestling all the time. It's the only thing that matters, and it it's pretty fun. We we came down from the Starship Enterprise to a planet of hats, and this planet yep. of hats happened to be uh, Super Metroid and also Luchadors. Yeah, um, and there's a lot of like explicit Super Metroid references in this. This game is chock full of references writ large, mostly Super Metroid, but all sorts of games. Like you'll see in the backgrounds of like the town, like there'll be. Uh, Little um, advertisements for uh, wrestling matches between two a hero, like two like uh, masked wrestlers designed around other video game characters, like Mega Ombre uh, or the La Masque. Oh yeah, which is a Majora's Mask thing. Um, all your upgrades come from things that look they're Chozo statues that you just instead of just getting the ball, you smash them, and then a goat man yells at you and gives you teaches you a move. Yep, it's got a sense of humor. That is pretty fun, but, like, this game doesn't really have much of a s story. It's true. Its story is, um, you were a guy who was a guava farmer, um, and you were about to have some, like, unresolved romantic tension with the president's daughter when, uh, a skeleton man came and kidnapped her, and... Burned down the president's mansion and kicked off the plot. Oh, and also you died. But that's okay, because the mask of a luchador revived you. It's okay. And conveniently, the skeleton man, having weakened the fabric between the land of the living and dead, um, is sort of the cause of your revival as well. Hoist by his own petard. Yeah, and then you just basically go to the different areas chasing after him, I guess, but it's... I don't know. People are introduced, and then they have a few lines of dialogue that are almost entirely jokes, and then you beat them up in, in bosses that I actually were was pretty underwhelmed by. Yeah. All of them basically boiled down to, are they vulnerable, hit them as much as you can, and then wait till they're vulnerable again? That's fair. I mean, I feel like bosses is kind of a weak point for a lot of Metroidvanias. Like, I, yeah... Depending, like I like I think Hollow Knight does like a f fantastic job with them. Well, yes, uh, but like even like Metroid itself is eh, 
Bosses are okay. Bosses are okay. Some are really, really weak, um, like Spore Spawn, but some can be fun. Like, I think uh, the Ridley fight is actually pretty tense, even if it is just, like, almost a, uh, what what'd you call it? Like, uh, like just a slog fest where you're just throwing haymakers at each other and seeing if he dies first. Yeah, essentially, yeah. An absolute slugfest. Um, or Dragon, which has uh, a couple of different ways to uh, to kill it. Um, you can you can cheese it out with like these little like electric panels on the wall. But yeah. I don't know. Like I think coming off of Iconoclast, I thought it handled bosses a lot better as well. Yeah, it's a very different style of boss as well, where like Iconoclasts was all basically, hey, this boss has a, a gimmick, figure out what it's like what it wants you to do and do that thing right and this was very much just like i don't know punch the boss if they put up a shield punch the boss with the right thing yeah uh you don't have like you don't have a lot of different verbs uh (laughs) to interact with the the bosses in this and they don't really make um bespoke uh like mechanics for bosses either really yeah yeah even the final boss was kind of just okay. I'll just spam my headbutt once when I can, and then just dodge. Oh yeah, I think the final boss may have been one of the worst bosses. I actually died the first time because in that boss, he's just a giant dragon man thing, uh, firing huge laser beams that are. Once you learn what the telegraphs are, you'll never get hit by them again. But also, there's these like meteors raining down, and I kept thinking like, oh. I gotta throw these meteors into his face, and that's how I do it. I mean, you uh, can. They deal they, damage. They deal a little bit of damage, but not nearly as much as, like, okay, I'll spam headbutt until he rears back, and then I'll just go into the safe zone. Yeah, I actually had uh, more more trouble with that than I should have. Um, I was pushing my luck a lot with yeah. trying to keep the attacks on him up, Um I apparently am terrible at reading the difference between the rear up and the rear back uh, telegraphs, so I kept not ducking. <laughs> yeah, uh, those look fairly similar, and one hits you when you d- jump, and one hits you when you don't jump. In fact, ducking is just like, ducking is a verb I do not do, for some reason, <laughs> in almost any game. I, I remember... I know, I know of players who duck, and they're all cowards. I, I don't know, I remember playing actually another Metroidvania at PAX, um, Time Spinner, which we might review someday, but I don't know. Sure. Um, and like, in their little demo, uh, fighting a boss and not being able to figure out how to avoid an attack, and the, eventually the developer was just like, you can duck. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. oh. But. Oh, my hitbox is smaller when I'm smaller. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why I don't duck. I, Even though, like, turning into the morph ball is, like, a staple, I also don't turn into the morph ball during fights, usually, unless I have to, but... Oh, man. You're gonna learn. You're gonna <laughs> learn today. This is the real world. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, I was also wearing the uh, glass cannon costume. Oh, right. Yeah, that's a thing that I think it was added for, if not this version, at least the gold version was... Uh... Like you can wear different, you can all you can unlock different costumes that have like pluses and negatives. So I guess you went the uh, high damage, uh, take much damage. Yeah, 
I mean, I also did a bunch of the earlier bosses in the uh, pinata, which also increases the damage you take. <laughs> so, yeah. whoops. Yeah, there's one that give like shortens your max health, but you gain health on melee attacks. There's also like one for each of the main bosses. You can just be one of them, which with pluses and negatives, which I thought was weird that they spoiled all of the bosses from the get-go mm-hmm. like that. I don't know. I mean, they also introduce you to the bosses pretty early. Yeah, I guess. Except for the, oh, jeez, I cannot say this word. Alabre? Alabre? Which is like... Alabridge. Yeah, like the first boss that you face anyway is not quite a traditional boss. It's more of a, like, escape sequence. Yeah, you don't act... It's It's a giant monster pet that you more or less escape rather than fight and defeat, and then it just kind of fucks off somewhere. Yeah, one of the things that surprised me a little was that there's not enough silver in the game to unlock all of the uh, costumes. Correct. Uh, I think they might expect you to... I actually can't remember. Is there a new game plus? Uh, I don't know. It unlocks hard mode. It does unlock hard mode, which I had absolutely no interest in. (laughs) That's fair. I don't feel like this one has very much replay value. I've been watching people play that Super Metroid Link to the Past randomizer. Ooh, very good. I was kind of thinking about, like, I don't think this game would be a good randomizer game. Oh, Guacamelee? Yeah. Yeah, like, for one thing, fast travel in this game is a lot more, like, uh, inconvenient than I'd like. There's there's one spot in each area, but the areas are actually quite large. Yeah. Um, like, it's still, uh, like, a an 8 to 10 hour game, so it doesn't actually matter that much in the long run, but it's a thing that kept annoying me when I was trying to go back for 100%. Yeah, that did annoy me a little, and often it was better to go to the area beside it, because they tended to be at the end of the areas. Yeah, in particular, I think it's the penultimate area, the Sierra. Yeah, there's the, the Pico de Gallo warp is right before it, yeah. and for Pico de Gallo, you want to get the one, like I think, in, in either in the town or some other place but you know we're completionists we are completionists we gotta like if the number's not at max what are you even doing don't look at dragon warrior 2 xanadu <laughs> no we totally 100 percent of that game totally i mean in terms of what the what content's available uh i we can round up i, I can say i looked up what's in there and nah, nah. anyway we're not we're not not to bring up the uh, the sins of the past. It's true. Uh, other things that released in 2013, I just listed the award-winning ones, of course. Uh, Grand Theft Auto V, The Last of Us, Tearaway, uh, The Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds, and Bioshock Infinite. Okay, not not many like uh, in this genre at the time, at least, uh, as far as that got a lot of buzz. I, re- I remember this one got kind of a, a little criticism for being too, um, if not referential, then, like, uh, unoriginal in terms of its, like, how much it cribbed from other games in its uh, genre. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the things that I would say is definitely, like, a loving parody, I don't know, more than it's doing its own things that much. Yeah. But I guess some things in sort of the similar area, I didn't look up specifically to see if there are Metroidvanias. Um, Fez, which would be an interesting thing to debate, it probably counts as a Metroidvania. I've played Fez. It, yeah, but like it's more knowledge checks uh, 
a lot and like it's it's very cryptic and like when you want to get everything in it uh actually guacamole has a reference to fez in one of its uh like an easter egg room it does i had to look it up because i did not know what those symbols were yeah in fez there's like a weird alphabet it has it invented and uh there's a there's a wall in guacamole that just uses it to make another reference to a christmas story uh where it says be sure to drink your ovaltine yeah um which reminds me did you find the qr code I did, and then I'm just like, huh, that's, I bet that says something dumb, and then I looked it up, and yeah, <laughs> it said, congratulations, you've, you've read a QR code or something? Like, I guess Q, there was a point where, like, QR codes were trying to be a thing, and yeah, they're just like, eh, this is just a convenient way to give someone a link to something. I, I can't remember if Fez did it as well, um, but like, yeah, that, it's of an era that we've thankfully moved past. Uh, but yeah, the other, I guess, indie thing that I noticed off of the critically acclaimed titles was Spelunky, which is definitely not a Metroidvania, but... Nah, nah, it's... Un- unless you count each individual room as a micro-Metroidvania, it's... Nah, it's... Yeah, so like, I feel like we're at 2013, uh, Xbox Live Arcade and um, the PlayStation Store download games are pretty mature at this point yeah people aren't getting up in arms about braid being braid costing 15 dollars, which is great i remember that debacle (laughs) we're getting some legitimate like really well polished and if i'll give this game something it is like really smooth doesn't really have many like uh like rough edges which for me personally uh i kind of like a bit of jank (laughs) <laughs> you like a bit of jank. If I'm not a little frustrated at all times. Uh, it's not so much that, it's just like, it It at least have something more like interesting to talk about. Yeah. Like, there, it's hard to, for me to say something that's like, bad about this game, so much as it's just kind of, uh, do, it doesn't fill me with emotion. That's fair. I, I, I kind of, is it weird that I'd rather play Xanadu? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's one of those things where it's it's way more interesting to dissect the, like... The failures and, like, what almost worked, rather than... Uh, yeah, I guess in this case, like, everything in this game has already been proven to work in other games. Yeah. I don't know. It's It's got a... Like, the most unique thing about it is it is its, like, a presentation. But that's all superficial. I, I really like how in this game Morph Ball is you're just a chicken. <laughs> the Morph Ball Bomb are weird purple eggs... Yeah, which is really, like, I mean, I guess it's underused because it, it turns out that that was implemented in the second edition. Yeah, there are, like, a handful of optional, like, goodies you can get with it, but outside of that, absolutely uh, unnecessary. Yeah, I like the detail that you can stack them three and they, like, bounce up, like, the morph ball thing, but that's not important. <laughs> And it is technically different, because I was trying to do, like, okay, I'm going to... Does the morph ball jump work? Like, uh, can I do an infinite bomb jump here? But uh, no, the bombs don't affect you, but they stack on top of each other. So (laughs) that's actually how you unlock one of them, was by launching one bomb into a ceiling thing that you can normally not. Because eggs have gravity. They don't just float in the air like the uh, morph ball bomb. But, uh, did you... Yeah, you... So you 100% of this, right? Yeah. You got all the challenges in the Inferno? Yeah, I I liked the Inferno. I 
So the combo challenges were less fun than the rest of the challenges in the Inferno? Yeah, I should be fair in that my only problem with the Inferno challenges were the combat ones. The other ones were actually pretty fun to try and like speed run through a platforming challenge thing. Yeah. Uh, especially the ones where the gold was just to finish. That was like a huge load off because getting just under the uh, par time just ah. Oh. Um and like there was actually kind of a funny thing of like there were a couple of the combo challenges where I managed to break my combo by just not having any enemies around to punch anymore. Uh, yeah, there's at least one of those. You kind of have to, like, not kill something too fast. Yeah, that was the most frustrating part of them to me. The, the like, oh, I killed things too fast and now I'm losing my combo because of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How dare you be too good at the game? Whoa, gamer alert here. <laughs> Sound the alarm. Yeah, like, I, I usually enjoy these challenge things. I can't decide if I think it's a good idea that they didn't require golding all of them for the actual progression that you get from it. Uh... Or if I would have preferred that they actually gave you something for gilding all of them other than ticking the percentage of the, the area up to 100%. I would have preferred something other than just the number. Like, I can I can understand um, certain, like, people who aren't us, people who aren't broken and sad and <laughs> needing something desperate to fill the void in their lives can play a game and not feel compelled to just do everything regardless. And so locking certain things behind, like, what can appear to be fairly tedious just challenge rooms can be a, a bummer. So I can get trying to, you know, not lock out things for them but you know something even if it's just like an easter egg um i remember in uh la mulana at least original there's an entire like optional like it's called hell temple in a game that's already brutally difficult <laughs> uh and getting all the way through it re uh, rewards you with a jpeg of uh your hero lameza uh, an indiana jones type in a scandalous swimsuit <laughs> And this is the original, so it's it's in it's in MSX like style, like yeah. graphical quality as well. It's definitely just taking the piss with the Metroid reference. Pretty much, yeah. Actually, speaking of uh, us being broken people, yes, uh, arduous uh, rooms and not completing everything. Uh, one of the few games that I didn't one hundred percent is I want to be the guy. Oh man. Um. I, like, there's orbs, right, that yeah. have no meaning to the plot and do nothing, as far as I know. I think they they were, like, there was going to be something that they did or unlocked, but, like, I think the developer just stopped. Just, like, okay, just kind of canceled plans for that. Of course, this this is my memory of when the game was still in the cultural zeitgeist back in 2008, so who knows what's happened since then. Yeah, that's fair. True, I also did not... Uh, 100% I want to be the guy. I, I, I did become the guy. Yes. As I wanted to be. You know, I don't think I actually have I want to be the guy on my games list. We're doing bad at talking about the current game. That's kind of... It's, it's kind of a shame because... Like, it's not like I dislike Guacamelee. Um, I had a fun enough time. It was a good eight hours to spend, but I'm done and I don't care anymore. Um, like, a lot of the areas also kind of like didn't distinguish distinguish themselves all that much like the different like 
temples, like the main dungeons you go to, uh, beyond some like general theming of, oh, there's lava in this area, this one has like mechanical gears or whatever, um, they all felt fairly boxy and uh, just like a sequence of, okay, platform up to here, here's a fight room. Yeah. And all of the optional uh, side areas were like not hidden. <laughs> I feel like that's true of a fair number of other Metroidvanias. I can't put my finger on why it bothers me so much in this one in particular. I, I guess maybe because it constantly traps you in boxes that are almost always the same size. Yep. Um, and then makes you fight in them. There's not the enemy variety to make it, them seem appreciably different. Sometimes it'll have projectile flowing ones on a higher platform sometimes not sometimes there's a big guy sometimes not yeah so like i guess comparing it to say symphony of the night the the theming of the area you're in rarely mattered but yeah it would at least change the enemies a lot of the time and also it helps to distinguish between the areas if you're trying to make a mental map of like uh there, there okay there's like a thing you've missed in this one area like, you, you know which area that is because, oh yeah, I remember, like, the background bits and stuff. In this game, I was basically relying on the map saying, yeah, you haven't uh, had 100% in this area yet. You can go back there. Yeah. But yeah, like, the enemy variety is 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 not. It, it's, 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 it's no. They, there's, like, stronger versions of the same enemies, but they're not appreciably stronger. Uh, usually it's, like... The way they distinguish themselves is by becoming more annoying to fight. Like, oh, these guys will dodge through attacks and have bananas in vulnerability frames. Yeah, uh, uh, and then the shields. My least favorite was uh, when you had like the yellow dodgy guys who also had a green shield. Yep. Uh, oh cause yeah, because they never get hit by that. Yeah, the green shield was the just the most obnoxious to break on the guys that dodge. Yeah, the green shield is c corresponds to your green move, which is the body slam. It like you hover above them for a split second, and then drop. But it's not nearly fast enough that if you're above where this these quick guys are, they're not going to be there by the time you start moving. So usually, usually what would happen is I would just crank uh, the uh, uh, intenso super mode, which basically what it does is all your things do more damage and you ignore shields essentially. I mean, that was an upgrade you had to buy, but yes. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. But, like, by the end of the game, I had more money than upgrades available to me. Oh, yeah, I did not need to use the piñata costume to get more money. I had plenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there were a bunch of items that or uh, upgrades that... Well, not a bunch. There's one where, uh, for explicitly multiplayer mode, where people would be able to respawn a bit faster if you bought it, I think. I ended up buying that, too, because I just had money with no use for it, because all money does is buy those upgrades and like you got like six or seven that just devoted each to uh health and stamina upgrades yeah that wasn't the most interesting thing they could have done with just like oh yeah you you're just gonna have to grind out these health and stamina upgrades <sighs> which ended up not being a problem because again you get you get money in this game if you're going for a hundred percent that's it's just not an issue but it's still kind of weird um there are also side quests in this game. Various NPCs will just be like, hey, can you do a thing? Which, like, there's, like, maybe six total in the game. <laughs> it's It seemed not fully fleshed out, and uh, there's no even quest log, so if you forget what you're doing, then coolio. Yeah. I... <laughs> this is kind of silly. 
um, for the, uh, uh, I've already forgotten what particular food she was making. Was it burritos? Uh, the biggest, I think, enchilada? Enchilada. Somehow I missed the cheese. Uh, oh. Like, the entire game. I missed <laughs> the chili like, for the entire game. It was like, come on, there's gotta be a person who's got cheese somewhere. And then I found out, no, it's just in the town, in a, like, in a spot where you just never went back to after the first time. Yup. Um... Ooh, yeah, I found that, but I didn't find the chili that she was looking for, which is in the the uh, Land of the Dead version of the town. There's just one NPC that I thought I had talked to. Doesn't have any kind of exclamation point or any kind of indication that he's got something cool uh, that uh, I apparently just missed, and then I needed to look it up. Anyway. Yeah, I guess we haven't talked about much about the Land of the Dead swapping mechanic. Yeah, it's... Um, it's... It's neat. Um, I can't remember how many games had done that style of thing before, the like hot swapping between different versions of the same like zone. But basically, every area has a like a alternate version where everything's dead and spooky and skeleton themed. Yeah, I almost feel like there could have been more potential there. I like. I feel like they used it a little bit with the. Um... The lava water uh, swapping. Yeah, that was cool. There's a lot of, like, platforms that only exist in one and not the other. So, like, while you're, like, say, running up a wall, you're hot swapping between the two really quickly. It made combat a lot more uh, aggravating, I'll tell you that much. (laughs) Because there's certain combat counters where, like, enemies only exist in one dimension and not the other, but you see their shadow and they can still hurt you. So you can only actually, like damage and like interact with half the enemies at one time yeah neat idea but like juggling like switching between them to juggle people so that they don't hurt you i don't know yeah i found like you can do things like if you hit someone enough you can then grab and suplex them which hey that's cool on on brand at the very least and if you uh swap mid suplex you can then hit the other people like as you're uh, suplexing the uh, the first dude in the other dimension. It's just a, a hot tip from me to you now that we've completely finished this game and are never touching it again. Thanks. <laughs> Don't worry about it, hey. <laughs> yeah, I so I guess I, I kind of view that as a little bit of a missed opportunity here. And I, I guess like that goes back to the feeling like every area is just kind of blocks. I feel like the best areas, uh, which I guess are or were the ones that they added in after, like, in the second edition, uh, are the the ones where it's not just blocks. Like, there's actually some interaction, right? In Pico, you have um, the fire spout, the lava spouts that, yes. when you swap, they become platforms, right? Yeah. And, and they, like, halt in place, whereas uh, when they're lava, they, like, rise and fall. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, Pico was really good. I'm I'm actually surprised at the canal because that's a whole area with a bunch of NPCs as well. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I just I guess I I want I would have wanted more of that, right? Like, I guess there, there's almost a problem this this game where the some of the platforming challenges and things are too abstract. Hmm. Like what? Uh. Well, I mean, like, so we're talking about how like wall walls and um platforms will come in or out but like those are just floating platforms that are not supported by anything right yeah it's it's not drawn into the theme it's not like an actual like there's no justification for it in universe 
Yeah, it's just how how it be. I, I wonder, because there is a sequel to this game, right? Yes. So I wonder how things uh, were, I guess, uh, expounded upon in that one. Or if they, uh, how much, how many things they just decided to, uh, scrap and remake. Because I have no idea. I don't know. Well, perhaps one day we'll see. One day. Uh, but I think we've got a lot of, uh, Metroidvanias to go through. So unless you really want to revisit it. Uh, not immediately. We're not going to double dip on, in the, uh, in the, uh... Certainly not my first choice for a series to double dip. I can't, guacamole, I can't believe it. I was trying to do a double a dipping in guacamole joke, <laughs> and it's the name of the game, and I still just uh 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 avocado no no. <laughs> what is the yeah? See, this is told you I'm I'm broken, but uh yeah I don't know. It's uh not something that again like I don't have an attachment to this game. Yeah, like other than the setting, which I feel like it was like. Very loving to its setting of, like, sort of, like, luchador tropes, uh, Mexican folklore, also sort of telenovelas in a little bit, I don't know. Yeah, uh, full disclosure, I have next to zero actual, like, uh, experience with any of these things outside of this game, so I can only assume everything is strictly accurate and very culturally appropriate. Yeah, I, I mean, it's not a folklore that I particularly have that much knowledge of. Yeah, so I, I can only assume this is how luchadors act in real life, it's fine. Oh yeah, they all come back from the dead and then suplex skeletons, right? From what I know about American professional wrestling, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's actually <laughs> extremely on brand. That's fair. I mean, if a guy showed up and as a luchador and said he was the Undertaker or whatever mm-hmm. would be, would be his luchador name equivalent. Yeah. Okay. El Casa del Undertaker. A plotline where wrestlers come back from the dead? That doesn't seem that unlikely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. But again, also something, something. Hell in a cell. Hell in a cell. <laughs> Rage in a cage. Hassle in a castle. That's what we should name this episode. <laughs> I mean, we still can. Still can. Anyway, you got any uh, final points that you want to bring up about guacamole? Uh, I mean, like, we sound pretty negative about it here, but, like, I enjoyed my time with it. Yeah, to be clear, it's, yeah, it's it's one of those things where the, the interesting bits are kind of, like, pretty self-evident, and everything else is just trying to, like, you know, we're trying to justify why after all of this, it's like, yeah, it's only pretty good. Right. I guess. Um, so I guess we could talk about inserting it into our stack rank. Yeah. Uh, I will remind you that uh, your stack rank is at the top, Hollow Knight, followed mm-hmm. by Icon- Iconoclasts, followed by Symphony. Mm-hmm. Um, and mine is somewhat similar, just with Iconoclasts and Symphony of the Night um, swapped. And then we both have Xanadu at the very bottom. Which, where it shall remain, but I'll put... I, like. I'm I'm putting Guacamole under Symphony. Uh, yeah, so it's your yeah. your new number four, and it's it's my but, new number four, and Xanadu's the new number six. Yeah, for me, it's a bit more of an interesting debate, um, hmm. because I I like ranked Iconoclasts lower. I do think Iconoclasts is still a more interesting game, uh, and a, like a little 
more well-made. Um, not to say that Guacamelia is bad. I think it's like a decent six or seven out of ten. Like I enjoyed this, but this is nothing to write home about. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I guess I'm also gonna put it in four My between Iconoclasts and Xanadu. Yeah. And like I don't know, that makes it seem like we hate it. Or... It does make it seem like we hate it. But listen, <laughs> potentially after the next time, we'll we'll see. Oh, do you have a game in mind for the next time? I do. And uh, I feel like, so we've been playing some relatively modern games, also, you know, indie, so try and want to departure from that. Uh, so we're going back in the well, mm. and speaking of La Mulana, that game was pretty heavily inspired by a game called Maze of Gallius. I have heard of Maze of Gallius, I think. Yeah, there are a couple of ports. I think we're going to be playing the MSX version. The There's a Famicom version that I think changed a few things which I might look at, but, and there's also a Windows remake, or like, fan remake, that uh, I'm not sure how different it is, but it's a game I've been wanting to play, because La Mulana head over here, uh, <laughs> but I just never had a, had an excuse for myself to actually play this old-ass video game, so I think it will be a tragic time that we may or may not finish, much like Xanadu. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it is also going back in time uh, to 1987. It's still newer than Xanadu, so who knows what those years have done for game design. But if it's good enough for uh, Team Nigoro, uh, <laughs> it's good enough for me. Yeah, uh, I was actually a little surprised. I had kind of guessed at what you might say, mm -hmm. um, and that was not it. <laughs> okay, what what did you think I was going to say? Um, so I... I kind of assumed that you were going to go back to a Metroid or a Castlevania. Uh, and actually, uh, like, do one of those? No, yeah. I'm still not ready to re-dip my hand into OG Metroid. I mean, we did Symphony of the Night. Which, That's true. But, like, we have not actually covered a, a Metroid yet. One of these days. I also vaguely considered, like, doing one of the the 3D, uh, the Metroid Prime. Uh -huh. but... I thought you were going to say Metroid Prime. Ah, that... Oh, yeah. I, I narrowly avoided your trap and or ruse. <laughs> but, yeah, alright. Maze of Gallius. Maze of Gallius. We'll see how much we regret this decision. I mean, it came out after Metroid. It can't be... It can't be that, that bad. bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need to quote this in the next episode. Yes, famous last words. Famous last words. Anyway... Uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for me. Uh, I've been Eric Fox. And I've been Thomas Blight. And I think it's time for us to put down the mask and retire. Drink your vitamins, kids. Yeah, drink your Ovaltine.